take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online on our Facebook page and Instagram at Couple Synergy or our website, couplesynergy.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for nearly 20 years. You know, everyone says you should work on a relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of with the partner they fell in love with. On today's episode, Gene and I are joined by one of our Couple Synergy associate coaches here, Angela Zender. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for of joining. Of course. I'm happy to be here. So today we're going to be talking about humor, but not like we were talking about humor well, we're, in last. We're more talking about podcast. change. Like change. if you're stuck in a rut, especially in your communication, how do you change that up? And adding humor to that change allows communication to flow in a much better way than doing it with anger. Right, because you can get stuck in like a pattern of communication that... You know, let's say you're trying to communicate something to your partner, like you don't like that they're doing something, and you continue repeating it over and over again. It can just, you know, your partner can tune you out. Right. It falls on deaf ears. Right. right. Especially if you continue to correct it on a behavior level, and you don't let it sit until your partner figures it out with you. Like you go rescue that. Yeah. So already there, it sounds like there's things out of balance if you have to correct your partner, right? right? It's really more about, I would say, expressing to your partner something that you're not happy with. And if you feel like they're not hearing you, you kind of have to change your communication style in order for them to hear you. Yes. So we were thinking that we could talk about weird things that you could do to your partner. Yeah. <laughs> so, Angie, you have a funny story about that. Yes. But first, what I'd like to start with is in a relationship, um, you know, I think at some point in time, you're asking yourself, whose problem is this? So one easy example is, let's say, one person likes clothes folded and put away in drawers, and the other one has no problem with leaving their clothes on the floor. Right? Who's right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so then at some point you're like, okay, for me, I like them folded and put away. So at some point, and this probably took months, year, years, right, to figure out, okay, it is my problem. So then I had to change instead of telling my husband, you know, giving him a hard time or whatever, or asking him to please fold the clothes, blah, blah, blah. I had to solve the problem. So now, fast forward, I've been in a relationship for over 10 years, and we have a shoe rack in our apartment. And this has been like over a year, and I like shoes put away in the shoe rack. But my husband likes to leave them 
on the floor or in the living room or, you know, wherever. So, of course, I've went through the months of saying something to him, and I'm sure it was very calm. And then once in a while, I complain. And then at other times, I get sarcastic, right? And I go through all these motions. With the shoe rack and my husband leaving them out other places and not putting them in the shoe rack after I went through all the motions, I thought, you know, if this is my problem and if I do want to communicate to him differently that I would prefer him to put his shoes away instead of me having to do it all the time. One day I just took his shoes, like two or three pairs that were left on the floor scattered, and I just took a bunch of tape and I taped them to the door, each <laughs> shoe. And and then I would tape them to the wall, right? And um, sometimes I would tape one and then I'd just balance another shoe on top of it. <laughs> and, and, you know, my husband, you know, while he was busy doing other things or distracted on his phone or whatever, took him a long time to notice. It wasn't until that he was he was looking for his shoes, like, to go outside that he noticed. <laughs> and what was his reaction? Um, I'm, it was like, uh, I'm sure he laughed. He was confused, you know. He's like, what are my shoes doing up here? You know, I was a little surprised. And I was able to laugh too. So it was a little funny moment. And I just had told him they're up on the walls because they were not in the shoe rack. So you took your frustration and turned it into humor. And was that more effective or less effective than how you were trying to communicate that before i would say it's more effective <laughs> so for everyone out there you know get yourself a roll of duct tape <laughs> and uh, make sure that you tape your partner's shoes to the wall you know it's funny it really is laundry a lot of times like clothes and shoes and those little things that you know we all grow up a little bit differently in different homes and different ways of doing things then when we come together we notice we have a difference and sometimes that difference will highlight where there's a different issue in the relationship, an issue of, you know, being considerate or respect or thoughtfulness. Mm -hmm. And so it highlights it in a way that's really funny because we think in our heads we're right, but our partners think they're right because of how they grew up, you know, like the garbage. The, the garbage can <laughs> story. Yes. I, I don't know if we've talked about it in I don't know. past podcasts, but when we first got together, we have very different ways of handling the garbage. Do you know the story, Ange? Yes, you have talked about it in the past, oh, but it's been have. a while. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, in my household growing up, you would take the garbage out when it was almost full. Now, the word full needs to be defined by both of us here. As right? three quarters full. <laughs> right. <laughs> you have to be able to tie it. You know, and it's closed, so nothing's coming out the top of it. But that's that's not that's the not case how I for grew you. up. No. no, the way I grew up, it's it was like every inch of that garbage bag was jam packed, and you tie it, and it wouldn't only be you know like a six inch diameter opening at the top mm -hmm. still, you know, just enough to uh, get it into the garbage. So and we probably changed our garbage a lot more than you did because I grew up with eleven people in my house, right? But I think also what added to the frustration was the fact that we didn't have a garbage can with a top on it. And so we would play this garbage can Jenga where you're just piling on top. It's kind of funny because you said that this is us, but really it was all you. It wasn't irritating to me at all. 
<laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, what solved it was getting a garbage can with a top on it, a lid that closes. Well, and shuts. we had a conversation and we learned each other's styles because you just right. thought I was refusing to take out the garbage and I just yeah. didn't think it was full yet. Right. But I tried the whole like playing chicken, you know, and just kind of, I'm just going to keep putting stuff in here and see when it's going to affect her. And of course, there's things falling out of the garbage can and still didn't affect you. And I was still frustrated. <laughs> That's funny, the thought of playing chicken. You know what we're talking about, Ange? Did you guys do that? Yeah. I I don't know. And I think that's the same battle you're talking about within yourself. Mm -hmm. Of If this is frustrating to me, I'm all by myself figuring this out. Our partner has no idea that we're going through that when we're going through it, all that frustration. Right, right. Even if you have, like in in your case, Ange, talking to your husband multiple times about the shoe rack is going to be more of an issue for one person or could be more of an issue for one person than the other. Right, and it just isn't registering. Like with our garbage now, twenty something years later, we have a lid on it so we don't pile on top, but we also don't change it until it's full. Right. <laughs> well, I, I think our definition of full now is like on the same page. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, you're on my page now. I'm on your page. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we're talking about how to communicate something to your partner if you feel frustrated, you know, using different techniques like humor. What would be the difference between this and passive-aggressive communication? What we're talking about ultimately is boundaries. And boundaries are really about what am I going to do and what can someone expect from me if that thing happens. It's always about yourself. And the battle and the wrestling is all within yourself as well. And so I think that's the difference between passive-aggressive behaviors when you're trying to get them to do something different as opposed to you owning it and you doing something different. So do you still tape his shoes to the wall? Maybe, but they're not loved out as much, I would say. Yeah. If I got really frustrated again about the shoes, I would tape them to the wall. Do you think you would do maybe some other things that are creative as well? You know, like leave one on top of the refrigerator or something, <laughs> like hide and go seek his shoes yeah. where he's got to find them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it could be a really wow. fun thing. Mm-hmm. And and then your frustration turns into humor, which makes you feel better. And, you know, he also knows when you're irritated in a way that's more fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just trying to think of what would be a, a passive-aggressive way if you were to do something, in this case, for the shoes. Like if you had put some... Throw them all in the garbage. Throw them all in the garbage, yeah, right? that would be very passive-aggressive. Okay, okay. Maybe put some cooking oil in the shoes. Oh, that's really <laughs> <Yeah>. mean. <laughs> this sounds quite aggressive. Yeah, that's well, right. not just passive. Right, you know, versus, you know, taping up, up to the wall because it's not destroying anything. It's not hurting the other person in any right. way. It's just you know, kind of humorous and shocking almost. And I think this is really the difference here that we need to tease out here because, you know, there are times that you could be frustrated and it's going to come out in a aggressive or passive-aggressive way versus communicating to your partner using humor. And I think there's a very big difference. But I'm just thinking this doesn't always happen between your partner. Think about anyone you live with, okay? 
So <laughs> I just, I'm just remembering now. <laughs> I used to live with you guys. And Ray had this thing about having a special steak knife, a knife for dinner. And there was a certain size, you know, and it couldn't be, it had to be sharp enough, this and that. And I remember, I, and I would like to say this was more humorous, right, than being passive aggressive because the intent was humor. And I remember at least one time when I set the table, I specifically gave him a totally different kind of knife. It was like a giant knife, something like that. <laughs> like, yes, you know, you you sometimes, you know, always mention when you don't have the right knife. So here you go. Here's a giant knife, like almost a cleaver to use, <laughs> right? And then, you know, Ray's confused when he looks at it and I get a good laugh. And I'm sure he didn't get specific mad it was a quiet way of saying i know your preferences and and here's a funny thing about it you know <laughs> yeah i think you do that to me when we go out to eat so jane does not <laughs> like to have anything in front of her at the end of dinner so like, you know, you have your your plates and you've cleared your, your food and you've finished and now you have these empty plates in front of you. She doesn't like that. So she has to get that away. She has to push the plates like away from where she's sitting. And so often what she'll do, she'll push it over to me and where I'm sitting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or she'll stack, you know, her plate on top of mine. So, you know, sometimes when we are out to dinner and maybe you know, we're, we're having a little banter or whatever, I'll kind of push my plates over onto her <laughs> side. <laughs> or, you know, there, there are times that, you know, we may have been in a fight and the next morning, you know, I'm making coffee because we make coffee for each other and you have a very specific <laughs> kind of mug that you like to use. And really good reasons. There are some rules specifics. when it comes to your coffee mugs. That's right. Right? And I know the right way. Yeah. <laughs> and so sometimes I'll I will intentionally serve it in a mug that does not fit those specifications, right? It's kind of like here, I'm doing something nice for you. Here's your coffee, but it is in a mug that you don't prefer. Like probably the worst thing would be like a small black <laughs> mug would be the worst. <laughs> Way to you could ruin my coffee. Yeah, when way. you say black mug, not on the outside, no, you're talking inside. about the inside. Yes, a black, right, dark inside painted coffee mug that's small. You know, just one little cup. You know, <laughs> like those little teacup type type of mugs. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So the question is, what, like those examples, right, about the moving of the plates and the mug and the knife, what's the difference? Is it okay? Is that making fun of someone? Does it cross the line or does it say something else when you have, you know, a relationship with someone to do these sort of humorous things? I think that's a good point. I think it, I would say it depends. Lightheartedly teasing your partner about their quirkiness can be a sign that I know you and mm -hmm. you've been vulnerable in front of me and it's safe enough for us to joke about this. If the relationship is more toxic or there's argumentative, it can be a way to hurt somebody. Mm -hmm. So right. I think it depends. And <laughs> you can probably tell by what happens right after you do something like that. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it does depend on the state of the relationship. And if you had 
kind of this this really knockdown drag out fight and you said some really mean things maybe it's not going to be received you know very well at that point like the little black cup of coffee little black cup of coffee right <laughs> but humor can also be a way of breaking the ice mm-hmm. too you know and starting that repair attempt and the recovery process you know couples that have had um like nerf gun wars you know the husband's coming home and on the uh the front porch is a Nerf gun and a note saying, come on in, be prepared. I'm armed as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're the kind of couple that we definitely go to bed angry. Sometimes it takes us a day or two to resolve whatever we have going on. And we also, in between there, are able to, obviously we have to work together. Mm-hmm. We choose to, even when we're not talking uh, cook for each other or bring each other coffee or whatever. And so the next morning I might uh, find you cooking and deep pants you. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, that has happened. Yes. Uh-huh. And so there's a humorous way to, like you're all angry. Right. Whoop. Right. <laughs> or when we used to have a, a shower tub, you know, uh, and you're taking a shower, I go in and I turn it to the cold. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Ah! (laughs) Oh, you guys don't do anything like that? (laughs) Well, I I wouldn't, if there's any, yeah, there are some things like that. Yes. Um, But then also, like, you guys were talking about deep pantsing each other and (laughs) going into the shower, and I'm not going to talk about those things with you guys. But yeah, there's something to it. Um, Hiding pillows when I'm angry at night, and I take all the pillows and I hide them around the house, and then Alec has to look for them. (laughs) And I think, like... You know, you could be angry, and both of you could be angry, but then there is something about most of those kind of actions that while, like, for example, he's looking for the pillows, we're starting to diffuse each, you know, like, right, at right. that time. And I wonder, like, if the shower has cold water on it, <laughs> are you okay then? Like, you're not <laughs> angry, it's funny enough, and you're okay? You know, I think it's going to elicit a strong emotion. And even if you're initially angry, you start cracking. Up. Well, what are you going to do? You're naked. You're not going to run out of the shower and start yelling. That's funny. That's funny as it is. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think there is that that spirit of of playfulness as opposed to meanness. You know, like you weren't trying to freeze me out. You were just trying to say, hey. <laughs> and there is a different feeling to those kind of things. Right. Yes, there is. And there there are couples that do play like that. And, you know, I, again, I think it comes back to the state of the relationship and where you're at. We've said in past podcasts, you're going to have conflict. It's inevitable in the relationship. But th- what's really important here is are you repairing the rift that was caused? And so some types of communication like this that we're talking about can be a way of starting that repair process. I like that word diffuse in what you said, because mm-hmm. it does. It starts to kind of diffuse the anger and, and kind of the tension that is that is just hanging in the air. It's a longevity thing. Like in the beginning when those things are happening and you're irritated, I think you kind of have to work through that. You know, and this is why we recommend the book, The Four Agreements mm-hmm. by Don Miguel Ruiz. 
of not taking it personally. And we all do that projection stuff. We're like, well, they're doing that just to irritate me. They're doing that on purpose. And they're doing it out of habit or they're not really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't take it personally, if you're frustrated sometimes, then using humor <laughs> as a way to diffuse yourself and then the highlighting it in the relationship is a good way to tolerate things because do you remember the number of the percentage of things that will never change in a person? It's like 80%. Like 80% of our personality, you know, is not going to change. It's Mm -hmm. static. But 20% obviously can change and fluctuate as we grow, as we incorporate, you know, new experiences and, and new things. And so we learn more tolerance. And then we also learn about ourselves. I mean, it's a really funny thing that you can't really see yourself. Right. And one of the interesting things with having you guys at home for the holidays is, you know, Dean and Catherine are from Texas, so they're always joking about the accent, like oh, Chicago yeah. Mm-hmm. or yeah. what was the, I forget the other ones, but like they're noticing, you say that different than I say that because we're from different parts of the country. Mm-hmm. And if you're just with people you're always with that speak the same, you don't notice. And all of us are pretty funny if we can take a step back and not take things so personally or whatever. And I can't think of a lot of things right now, but I know we have a ton of them that we just <laughs> kind of rib each other with, you know, those little jokes about our own parts of our personality. It's just how we are. Little quirks. Yeah. Yeah. There was that one couple that we were working with that when they would argue. When they're in the middle of a fight, he would go into the bed bedroom, he'd run in the bedroom, and he would cover his head with the blankets and he would, pout. He would make pouting noises like, hmm, 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 right? <laughs> and, you know, he she would follow after him because, you know, she's engaged in this fight and she's angry and, you know, and he would just continue to pout with his arms folded over the blanket until she just would start laughing and <laughs> just, you know, end the fight that way. I'm going to try to quote this. I think this person's name was Loretta LaRoche. It's probably in the 70s or 80s. And she had a little humor talk. I think it was called The Joy of Anger or something like that. And she would recommend that you had like the Viking helmets with the big horns. (laughs) And when you're fighting with your partner, you just go stand in the front yard so all the neighbors can see you and put this hat on until your partner knocks it off. (laughs) And, you know, it's just a funny thing that she would talk about, like, you know, we can't take each other so seriously all the time. Right, right. And we're all annoying, all of us, in our own ways, and we're all annoyed. Well, I would say I'm I'm not annoying. (laughs) (laughs) That's because you're so lovely, Angie. Thank you. (laughs) And it's part of the colorfulness of relationships is that we have differences and part of the irritation. We all have our preferences and quirks. And back to the condition of the relationship, if you know you and your partner are not connected, then you're going to see those quirks as irritations. It's going to just pile on top of resentments that you already have stockpiled. So, But if you are connected, you can see those quirks for what they are. They're just you know funny and humorous, and you know, it's just a difference that your partner has. So I say we put out a challenge. Oh, what's the challenge? Yeah, if there's something that you've been consistently irritated by about your partner, something light, something, you know, that it's not a big deal. you know, Something quirky? Things. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Um, find a creative way that is funny 
to do differently and tell us about it. We would absolutely love to hear these stories. <laughs> you can actually even post it in Couple Synergy Community online. And then we can actually see if to like take a picture of it. Like, I mean, I can imagine your shoes with the tape, which is hilarious, mm-hmm. but a picture would be so funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, so yes. how do people cope in a in a funny way that and of course this would also be something that, you know, if you made public, your partner would feel like it was funny, not embarrassing, or you know, that they were the butt of a joke. It would have to be something that feels good. Yeah. And I'm just thinking like if you're going to take that let's say creative approach, it's about changing your energy. So the shoes being the example, what would my energy usually be? My routine of, oh, there's another pair of shoes. I pick them up, I walk over to the shoe rack and I put them in and then I get the other pair of shoes and I pick them up and I put them in the shoe rack while I'm, you know, maybe a little irritated or something. Now, what I can do is take that energy, and maybe it takes me a little longer, but I am feeling different. I'm not really feeling angry anymore, right? I'm sort of like, he, 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 and like, oh, is he looking? If he's not looking, then I have enough time to tape all six of these shoes up on the wall, (laughs) you know? So it's also like now it's a game that I'm playing with myself because he doesn't know about it yet, right? So I'm like, oh, okay, he's looking over there, so let me get this up and let me be quiet while I'm doing this. And now I'm all done, and now I can sit in the corner and wait. And it's it's a game, so it's more fun now. I'm not, I'm no longer irritated. It's like, oh, let's see what his reaction's gonna be, you know? Before you figured that out, did you try to talk about it? Yeah. And what would he say? Uh, He'd say, you know, there's no intention there. And I mean, we don't have, we didn't have a long, thought-out conversation. But did he say, okay, I'll put my shoes away? Yeah. Yeah, sure. And, you know, this kind of goes back to that idea that uh, women believe what men say and not what they do. And men believe what women do and not what they say, because you would say you're irritated, but then you'd go put his shoes away. Yeah. And he would say, I'll put them away, but he wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so like we have that, that miscommunication. And I think, you know, we see this a lot and fairly gender specific that women will say things that irritate them, but they'll go and clean it up and just stay in that place of irritation. And so I think this is a great idea to take that frustration, the energy of that, and release it in a way that at least feels better to you mm-hmm. and is fairly harmless to your partner, but also funny. Well, it it also communicates a different message. Mm-hmm. Because if you're saying one thing and then you're actually cleaning it up or you know rectifying the situation, then what are you communicating actually? You're communicating through your action that I'm going to do it anyway, or I'm going to take care of it anyway. Yeah, I would say this is really important too as a parent. Because as a parent, if you, and and literally other people hear blah, 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 blah. They really don't hear, hey, I really would like you to put your dishes away once you use something. They're not hearing that. And then if you go and just clean up the dishes, you're the one in pain and the person in pain is the one who's going to change. So you actually want the other person to be experiencing the uncomfortableness if they're the ones that are supposed to be doing the changing. If they're the ones that have to remove their shoes from the wall. Then, right, <laughs> right. 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 They can stay up there all day now and then it's up to them. And so if we take that away from someone, if we take away that little bit of struggle, then they can't learn and grow either. And you know, that's kind of the point of relationships to help each other become better versions of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so that's a really fun and playful way to do it. As long as you stay with the right intention and not be mean. 
Absolutely. We'd love to get a list of ideas that we can use too. So, you know, when you are, <laughs> if you guys have so many creative uh, examples, definitely, you know, post it on our Facebook page and, and the Facebook community that we have, Couple Synergy. Well, we want to thank you so much for joining us on Couple Synergy today and, you know, for listening to our podcast. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please subscribe to our podcast and please leave us a review. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couples Synergy and our programs such as the Couples Weekend Intensive, our Couples Connections community, and our premier program called Couple to Couple. Look us up online at couplesynergy.com. Yeah, you can join us live every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. through our Connections program. It's a free online community that we share more knowledge and information and do some meditation with that, which has been a really cool thing. And there's our past recordings are in there as well. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.